Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson, and thank you for downloading this week's episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. So we've covered kidney stones and a critical diagnosis, kidney stone mimic of testicular and ovarian torsion. And remember, the big takeaway that we're going for here, same as last week, kidney stones are a diagnosis of exclusion. That is by far the most important thing I can teach you. Kidney stones are like constipation with abdominal pain and anxiety with chest pain. They are a diagnosis of exclusion in emergency medicine. Because this week, our patient, let's say they don't have a simple kidney stone. But when they come in and they're having that severe colicky flank pain, it's actually a leaking abdominal aortic aneurysm. And it's going to look exactly the same as a kidney stone. Flank pain, lower abdominal pain, testicular pain. It's all sudden and onset, some mild hematuria on the urinalysis, vomiting. Uh, you can just tell that they're hurting, they're in distress. And it's a triple A. And your attending wants this on your differential. And so today, critical diagnosis we're going to cover, the leaking abdominal aortic aneurysm. Five things we're going to cover today. History, exam, testing plan, treatment plan, and then some just bonus pearls. First, history. Obviously, not every disease reads the textbook, and abdominal aortic aneurysm is the same. But generally speaking, you're looking for patients over the age of 60 in their smokers, in their vascular disease types, and they present in kind of one of two ways. Option A, the first presentation. They're stable, but again, they're complaining of a sudden, severe abdominal flank back pain, sometimes with an episode of syncope. Now, most old people with bad abdominal pain are getting a scan, so you're not usually going to miss the AAA that presents as abdominal pain. But the misdiagnosis happens is when you have that patient, they're older, maybe they're over the age of 60, and they have sudden onset you know, flank pain and groin pain, kind of that crampy, colicky look, and they're a little sweaty, and they're vomiting, and it just looks like every kidney stone I've ever seen ever. Or it looks like bad, crippling, musculoskeletal back pain, and they've had some spasm on the exam from their back pain, and the patient is saying, oh, I think I threw out my back, and it's actually a leaking AAA. And that's the, that's the first way that AAAs present is kind of a stable patient with pain, and it's, they're trying to get you to misdiagnose them. It's a trap. And then the other big way this presents is in your patient with undifferentiated shock. That's your history. AAA can present in a variety of ways, but the real trick is keeping your brain on and open and at least considering the diagnosis, especially in patients who think that they threw out their back or who look like they have a kidney stone. Next, exam. So the book says that you can feel a pulsatile abdominal mass. That's the by-the-book answer. Obviously, it's a dead giveaway if you can feel a pulsatile abdominal mass. But since most people are overweight these days and all hairy and sweaty, the pulsatile mass is really easy to miss if you just do your kind of cursory pushing on the abdomen. 
the other big exam thing is vital signs. Like I said, these patients can be either stable, and what's happening is is the aneurysm is leaking, but it's leaking into the retroperitoneum, and then that pressure builds up, and it kind of temporarily causes the, the bleeding to tamponade or uh, unstable, and the bleeding does not temporarily stop, and they're critically ill. That's your exam, the pulsatile mass, and then kind of the different ways the vital signs can be. So you're like, yeah, yeah, history, exam. But now we're getting to the good stuff, your testing plan. So this is what you need to get for your tests. You get basic labs, so your CBC and your electrolytes and your COAG panel, you know, your PTT, INR, whatever. But don't forget to send a type in screen so that you can transfuse them blood. And don't forget to get your lactate, which you usually are getting on all of your shock patients. That's for blood work. And then for imaging, if you want to specifically rule out an abdominal aortic aneurysm, let's say it's an old patient with back pain that otherwise should be good to go, you can do a, a quick bedside ultrasound of the aorta. If you see an aortic aneurysm on your ultrasound, which is, you need to know this, it's an aorta larger than three centimeters, then you're done and you're calling vascular surgery. And that's the ideal by the book way to diagnose these, but not everything is perfect in this world. And the truth is many times you're going to be catching these on the CT scan and then labs with your type and screen and that lactate, which you're getting, especially in a patient who is in shock. That's your testing plan. And then like all plans, you have your testing plan and your treatment plan. So what do you do for treatment? Patients with a ruptured abdominal aortic aneurysm, they're actually really sick. You want two large bore IVs, and you're going to start what's called the massive transfusion protocol. With this, your, your team's not just giving like a pack of red blood cells. They're given fresh frozen plasma and platelets and meds, and basically you're preparing to give this patient lots and lots and lots of blood if necessary. And your department typically is going to have a protocol on how to do that as quickly and effectively as possible. The real question for treatment, and this is kind of starting to get higher level here, but what do you do with the blood pressure? How do you do blood pressure? You want to keep a lowish normal blood pressure. So what you're going to do is you're going to transfuse them to get their systolic around a map of 65, but you don't really want to go any higher than that. Conversely, and kind of the opposite of that, if their blood pressure is really, really high, you might want to even give them a short-acting antihypertensive med, um, something like Esmolol. Esmolol is a beta blocker that lowers blood pressure, but it's like really quick acting and you can just stop it and it'll be done. And so you actually want to bring your blood pressure down to that same kind of lowish normal range with a systolic around 100, a MAP around 65. And with the thought being that if you decrease the blood pressure in the blood vessels, that will slow how fast the blood can squirt out into the retroperitoneum and hopefully slow down the bleeding. Now, kind of at the end, like I said, we're going to do some quick pearls so you can crush your slow. So let's emphasize a few points here. Older patients with back pain and flank pain especially, your attending is waiting for you to say AAA when you give your differential. If you don't say AAA, then they're going to roll their eyes. And if you do say AAA, they're going to inside be like, yes. But you can take it one step further. Ideally, without being prompted, you don't even have to be successful. Just 
attempt to do the aortic ultrasound yourself or to dig up a recent CT that shows no aneurysm because this makes your attending's life easier, which gives you a better grade. And then last, if you do attempt the ultrasound, just I'm just telling you, don't freak out if all you see is abdominal gas. That's just the way it is sometimes. Not everything is like the picture that they show in like your ultrasound module, okay? Eventually, you're going to get better at finding the aorta, but you have to try. I recommend just when that happens, press down really hard and consistently with the probe for like 30 seconds, 60 seconds, uh, maybe even have the patient roll and try to like shift that gas to like other parts of their intestines. And sometimes that will help. But it like, honestly, it can be really hard sometimes and that's okay. Obviously you want good images, but they just want to see that you, you made an attempt. That's more than most students are going to do. Um, at least recommend, ask, Hey, like, will you show me how to do an abdominal aortic ultrasound? I haven't done one before. It's going to make you look really smart. That kind of wraps up this little mini series we've done. Remember, kidney stones are a diagnosis of exclusion. And I'll say it again this week. If any of you ever want to talk or have questions about med school or residency or emergency medicine, send me an email, Zach at emclerkship.com, Z-A-C-K at emclerkship.com. I love my job and I love talking about my job. So shoot me an email, um, especially if you're interested in education and stuff. I just love to hear the ideas that you have and um, kind of bounce ideas off each other. I have ideas, too, of things I'd like to try. So, fellow nerds, send me an email. But until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.